This is Retail Retold, the story of how that store ended up in your neighborhood. I'm your host, Chris Ressa, and I invite you to join my conversation with some of the retail industry's biggest influencers. This podcast is brought to you by DLC Management. I'd like to thank one of our sponsors, RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com. In today's dynamic retail landscape, tracking openings and closings before they take place has never been more important. Having this intelligence is an undeniable competitive advantage. RetailOpeningsAndClosings.com, also known as ROCK, tracks future openings and future closings. Comprehensive, accurate, and reliable, the ROCK is your crystal ball and the key to making well-informed decisions with confidence in today's evolving retail climate. Welcome to Retail Retold, everyone. Today we have Tracy Jones and Bill Papetis. Tracy is the Vice President of Marketing for Mattress Warehouse and Bill is the President of Mattress Warehouse. They are tenants at DLC Properties and excited to have them on the show. Welcome to the show, Tracy and Bill. Thank you. So uh, why don't you each tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you all do? Yeah, so I am Tracy Jones. I'm the Vice President of Marketing at Mattress Warehouse. Um, That includes a bunch of stuff. So everything from branding to advertising to strategy to, um, you know, making sure that people know exactly who we are and where we are. Um, You know, we're fortunate that we sell a product that nearly everyone uses, right? Almost everybody sleeps in a bed. So for us to be able to provide that service and also improve people's lives by improving their quality of sleep, we're lucky. We're lucky to get to do what we do. That's awesome. And Bill? Bill Pavettis, I'm the president of Mattress Warehouse and you know, responsible for the day-to-day operations and our growth strategy and, and uh, fortunate to have a lot of really smart people working you know, with me to help us get there. Totally. Uh, team is very important. I understand that all too much. So how many locations do you all have today? We have 283 locations right now. And um, we should be near 300 locations by the end of this year. Wow, that's amazing. And so there's been a, I I think the mattress industry is pretty fascinating. I would say for a long time, you know, it was a pretty steady industry. And then comes all these things that are happening, whether it's purple mattress and box mattress in a box and Casper's and the whole mattress firm bankruptcy. And it's been a very interesting, I think over the last five years, more has gone on in this business than other industries. You know, what's been happening? What are your thoughts on where the mattress industry is today and and where it's going? Fortunately, it's a, it's a business that everybody uses the product. We're fortunate in that regard. And, you know, the industry is evolving. Like most retail industries are evolving at this point in time, right? You have, you know, Purple and Casper and people coming in with a direct-to-consumer message that are now shifting into retail and, and shifting into brick-and-mortar retailers um, like ourselves. You know, Nectar was a big disruptor in the industry, and we were their first retailer that they floored their product in. And like a lot of direct consumer products, they realize we need brick and mortar to really take the business to the next level. You can't just take the business 
digitally and keep going because it's very costly. Yep. And, um, you know, so it's an evolving business. It had some disruption and, you know, it's a business that you have to be able to talk to the consumer. It's a product they don't buy very often. So when you have a product that people don't buy very often, you have to be able to talk to them right, and get them to understand why you, what's different about you in other places. And, you know, we have invested heavily in technology, which is unusual for our industry. So, you know, usually the experience in our industry is going in and you try a bunch of mattresses out and hopefully you find one you like, and then you go out and we take a scientific approach. And one of the things that we've done, which is very different is bringing in diagnostic systems and taking that diagnostic system, which will go and measure 19 different areas of the person's body and then take into account where they have pain, take into account um, the amount of pressure relief they need. Are they a side sleeper? Are they back sleeper? And then take all of that and come up with a recommendation of mattresses that's gonna support the person, give them the appropriate um, pressure relief and make sure they could sleep through the night. And we've taken that not just in our stores, but also have taken a virtual um, bed match on sleephappens.com, our website. And people can go through and answer a bunch of questions. Now the virtual version, we got the algorithm to where it'll get you about 90 to 95% of the way there by answering all these questions about your body and body type. But in the store, it'll actually measure you. And the newest generation that we put in there, you can actually feel the sensors as they're doing their work and kind of moving through your body. And that technology is something consumers love because you go in there and you don't know. And if you think about the product, it's a product you use when you're asleep, but you're buying when you're awake. Right. And <laughs> I never thought of it that way. That's really interesting. Crazy thing, right? You're buying something that you need to use when you're sleeping, but you're awake and your body goes through all these sleep stages at night. And during your REM stage is actually the, the point in time when the mattress really has to work. If it doesn't work when you're in your REM sleep, you're going to wake up with a lot of pain. And you're going to wake up because what happens during REM sleep is that your body, um, to protect itself, goes into a state of paralysis, so to speak. Your, your, your muscles are no longer supporting your spine and your, your skeletal structure. And the reason it does that is because if it didn't, you try to act out your dreams and you hurt yourself, right? What? So wow. it's part of, part of how we evolved, right? And um, so that your, your brain turns that part off. Your body then needs to be supported. If it doesn't, you wake up and, man, my, my back is killing me. My side is killing me. I don't know what's the matter. And, you know, people would come in and they're awake trying to buy mattresses. And they go home and go, wait a minute, it doesn't feel like it did in the store. Well, because you were awake. Right? You were awake. Your body's being supported by your muscles. So we had to figure out a way. How do we get, you know, the right mattress? Because, you know, people are, you know, they're buying it. It's not something they buy often. They don't tend to have a lot of, you know, affinity for any one brand because they are in this, you know, they need it, they research, they buy it. And then they forget about it for a decade, right? So, you know, it's, a, it's an odd type of purchase. So we said, well, how do we, you know, how do we solve this? 
And um, we found a great partner and we found, you know, scientifically developed process. And it's very, you know, the way we use it is very transparent for the consumer where they can see all the things that are in the store and they can then see, here's your recommended selection. And then our, you know, sales professionals um, in the store can go through and help guide them through that experience so that they end up with the right product at the right price. And it's been a winning formula and consumers like it. You know, they, they like being able to have a more uh, refined experience. And, you know, I think when you look at retail today, it's about that experience and what are you providing for the consumer? Why does the consumer want to see you or go to your brand versus someone else's? And a lot of it's going to come down to those experiences in the store. You know, in an industry that you don't have a lot of change, you know, injecting technology into our basic fundamental business plan and the consumer experience has really been uh, great for the consumer and we get from their feedback they you know they wouldn't have picked what they got if we didn't do that reviews yeah and when you think about the mattress industry you know it falls into one or two buckets you've got these brand these brands that have 100 white rectangles on the floor find the one that's right for you as a consumer you have no idea or on the other side of it <clears throat> you've got these brands who say we only sell three beds and any of them are going to be right for you and neither one of those are are correct at all and so by what bill is saying we're taking the, the different approach of implementing technology and saying yes we have 100 white rectangles on the floor but only a couple of them are going to be right for you let us help you find them through this diagnostic system and the experience is very different than what you would find anywhere else and i think that that's why our customers are, are much happier and more satisfied as a whole that's awesome uh, really cool you, you mentioned talk to the consumer and tracy you're in marketing how are you guys focused on reaching your consumer and talking to them you got to talk to them where they are right so you know people right now in this pandemic phase people are at home so we find ways to talk to them through digital means. Um, we do podcasts a lot, you know, because people are in the beginning, everybody was focused on the news and they want to know exactly what was going on. And now we're finding people are burnt out. They do not want to talk about the news anymore. They don't want to listen to the news. Um, we're still there for those who want to, but then we're in other places. People are like, you know, I want to go outside. I'm going to take a walk. I'm put a podcast in my ears. We make sure that we're talking to them there. Um, people are savvier today than they've ever been before. So we make sure we have a very heavy digital presence as they're searching. They're like, you know what? I need to find the closest mattress store to me. I'm not going to go to five or six different stores right now. It's, it's too risky. So we want to make sure that when they do a search that, that we're there for them, as well as the messaging that, yes, we're there and we have our clean shop promise. We're going to make sure that you are clean and protected as you come into our store. Um, you know, with masks and mattress covers and pillow covers. Um, so it's not even talking to them, just talking to them of where they were, but also making sure they're getting the right message that is going to be relevant to them. And, and that brings to a great point. How are consumers feeling about, you know, right now laying on a bed, you know, coming out of a pandemic is, are, are they feeling good about doing that? I know you guys are providing safe environments for people and it's fantastic. I think you guys are doing a best in class job at that, but how are they generally feeling and how's that conversation going with the consumer? I think it's a lot like the news cycle, right? As the news cycle gets people worried about things, they become more concerned. 
Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are very, uh, they're afraid right now, right? You have fear in the marketplace right now. Um, that's a driving factor. So, you know, going into the pandemic and, you know, the shutdowns and, you know, we said, we're going to need to come out of this and create a safe place for them if we are going to have an opportunity to get them to want to visit us. So having the technology by itself, you know, wasn't going to be in our mind enough. So we went ahead and we sourced individual protective gear for each customer. So when they come in, we can put it on top of the mattress. Um, we can, you know, the pillows are covered. And we thought that was going to be very important coming into this environment to let them know, hey, look, we know that this might be a little scary, but we're going to do everything we can to make sure you're safe in our four walls. You know, we required masks early on. We um, acquired protective gear. We had masks to give to customers so that when, if they didn't have one, we could provide it to them. And that's not just important for that customer, but for another customer that may come in when they're in there. You know, uh, visiting stores right after they open, you know, I would see customers waiting in their cars until somebody left before they would walk in, right? Not even wanting to be in the space with somebody else. So, you know, the customers were nervous and, you know, certainly that's going to have an impact on, you know, traffic coming in or people wanting to say, you know, maybe I'll just try to buy something inexpensive online. And if I'm not happy with it, I'll buy another one later. Um, or people coming in saying, I bought one online and it really is not suiting my needs. I'm in a lot of pain. So we're just trying to make people as comfortable as possible, keeping them as safe as possible, um, putting in a lot of safety protocols and cleaning protocols in the store above and beyond what we normally did, um, reduced hours in order to make time for private appointments for people so that they can come in and shop without other people in the store and set up an interface to do that on the website so they can go to sleephappens.com and set up a private appointment. So we were trying to think of what are all the things we need to do and, you know, so that when a consumer is making that decision and we know that this is on their mind, we can make them feel as safe as possible given these times. That's awesome. You mentioned that everyone has a mattress and one of the, the most um, searched keywords on Google in 2019 were things around sleep and sleep health and sleep quality. So there's obviously, you know, probably more than ever, people are paying attention about sleep. There, there's, you know, more than ever, we have more information about sleep. You, you, you go on social media, someone's always talking about what quality sleep means to your health and all, all that good stuff. And so you have this industry where um, people are more aware and they're concerned about it. And then you have, it's something that a bed that everyone needs. And so where does that take the business? Does that leave like, you know, I look at that and I think, wow, there's a lot of room to grow. And then at the same time, I look at, well, there's Casper now and Nectar and Purple Mattress. And is there still this room, you know, it feels like, all the furniture, traditional furniture stores want to get into the mattress industry. Is there continued growth for, you know, the, this business mattress business on the go forward? So, you know, I think like all industries, 
there is going to be room for growth. Um, you know, I'm a pretty optimistic person. Same. This is just going to be a blip on the radar when we look back at 2020 in, you know, another five or 10 years, it's going to say, wow, we figured out how to do a lot of stuff different, forced a lot of innovation and made us change our mind about doing things or change, challenged us in changing our, our business plan or challenged us to think of better ways to do things for consumers. And I think for brands in every industry, regardless of what you do, you're going to have people that figure out how to do things in a way that consumers love and go and those brands will grow. And there'll be other people that dig their heels in and say, we've done it this way forever. And we're just going to keep doing it this way. You know, and you know, you look out right now and especially in the restaurant industry, I think you're seeing some restaurant, you know, companies that are really figuring out how to evolve quickly. Right. Where they're now, they they have to do things outside the box. You have ghost kitchens. You have all these other things they're doing to try to figure out how to completely morph their business because now they can only have twenty five percent of their tables filled by health department mandates. People are a little freaked out sitting in those environments, and you know they're figuring it out so that they have a, a plan to go. And there'll be a bunch that don't make it and a bunch that thrive. And I think that's true of every business. It's going to be up to, you know, how do you evolve? How do you change? How quickly do you challenge your own um, thoughts around what you do every day to allow you to to change and, and go where you need to go? And if you're listening to consumers, they'll tell you where to go, right? If you listen to the consumers, they'll tell you where to go. And that's with, I think, every industry from real estate to retail you know, they'll tell you where the needs are going to be and what you need to do to be one of the people that they trust. And if they trust you, you're going to grow. And I've always had that outlook on retail. Phenomenal. Drop the mic. You got it. You got to be willing to listen to the consumer and evolve. And that was uh, that was really sage advice. Uh, really interesting perspective there. All right. So. Conscious of time, I want to keep going. Uh, that was great insights on the mattress industry and what we have and, and what you guys are seeing today and what you're seeing on a go forward. So I really appreciate that perspective. I want to talk a minute about, uh, you know, you, you all opened a few stores coming out of the pandemic, which I think is exciting for retail. It's exciting for mattress warehouse. It's exciting for the industry. Um, so you have a story about, uh, in Woodbridge, Virginia, and why don't you all tell us, uh, how that happened? Yeah. So Woodbridge, Virginia, we opened a store on Opitz Avenue and we opened it. I'm guessing we were only open a couple of weeks coming out of the pandemic. So we had a lot of, you know, challenges reopening and re-gearing up because we were shut down hundred percent, um, during the pandemic. Um, and coming out of that, it takes a little bit of time to get all the wheels going. And um, so the store in Woodbridge, Virginia, it was, uh, we have a landlord that we have another store with and we have a long relationship with, and they were developing this property and came to us and said, Hey, we think you'd be a great fit here. Here's what we're doing. Um, a little bit of a mixed use space, some offices up top, retail on the bottom and, you know, presented it to us. And, um, you know, we said, yeah, we think we would do well there. We think it's a, it's a good place to be. And um, we went ahead and, and said, okay, let's go. And then uh, the landlord ran into all sorts of road bumps. And, you know, 
going and developing a piece of property, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen, right? You don't know that all of a sudden there's a, an easement that's being disputed or something gets litigated and, you know, something gets put on hold or the county says we can't let you do this or can't let you do that. Um, sometimes it's a change in uh, administration, so to speak, at the county level. Yeah. <laughs> Different perspectives around how that job gets done and what they approve. So the building went up and was scheduled to actually, I believe it was scheduled to open in late 2017, early 2018. And, you know, everything just kind of got put on hold as uh, they had to jump through a lot of hurdles and get a lot of things cleared to get, you know, all the proper COs and let everybody open up. So during the pandemic of all times, that uh, all those barriers kind of cleared. And the landlord called us and said, well, I think we're okay now. And it was during the pandemic when everything shut down. I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> everything wow. And he said, yeah, so, um, you know, do you, you know, are you going to be able to go? Do you want to go? What's going to be happening there? And, you know, we made a commitment and we said, yeah, you know, if everything is clear, you know, we'll, we'll go, you know, we'll figure it out and um, challenged our team to figure out how do we go from completely shut down, reopening 283 stores and Oh, by the way, let's open a new store at the same time. And, you know, the fit and finish of the inside and getting all the vendors to deliver product while their factories are closed and, you know, all these other things that have to happen there in order to make it happen. And, um, you know, just the, the, I can't speak enough of the great team we have here and the partnerships we have with our, you know, all the people we do business with. Um, they all stepped up. Everybody stepped up and uh, made it happen. And, you know, you said earlier, it's a relationship business and it really is. Um, and it is with every aspect of the business. If you have good relationships, um, and you cultivate those relationships, you can get a lot done. And even in really hard times, people will step up and do amazing things. And um, we were able to clear all the roadblocks and everybody did their part. And, you know, the landlord went and got a bunch of, you know, things on the punch list done really quickly, you know, that, that kind of get us across the goal line. And that's an amazing story. And that's uh, amazing story. in the middle of all that. And, uh, you know, and since we've opened, we're the first ones to open there. And now some of the other tenants are opening as well. And hopefully soon, you know, it'll all be open for them. And, you know, well, we're excited about it. Despite the fact that we were in a pandemic, there's a community there that needs to sleep, right? I mean, all we hear, you talk about how on social media, you hear about sleep constantly. What I've been seeing and experiencing is people aren't sleeping right now. And so as things start opening, there's a community in Woodbridge that, there's demand there and they, they are looking for a bed and they're ready to start sleeping and they're ready to start getting back to normal. So we owe it to the community as well and the customers. I hadn't looked at it like that. You know, Tracy, when, when everyone was shut down, the, you know, from a marketing perspective, how much for you guys like focused on pushing like brand and just talking to consumers digitally versus like having promotions of, you know, buy this bed at 10% off or whatever it might be. You know, we did both. We let people know that we were still there. You know, our stores were shut down, but our website was still open. And despite the fact that retail operations weren't allowed to continue, you still sleep every night and you yeah. still have bedding needs. And, you know, there's still, again, there's people who weren't sleeping and they, that's not good. You need to be able to sleep to be able to keep your immune system up and running, especially in a pandemic. And so we, we wanted people to know that, hey, we're still here for you. 
um, we'll, we'll take care of it. Our, our delivery teams were still delivering. Um, and we made sure that the awareness was there. Uh, and we did. We saw a huge surge in our traffic and the number of people who decided before, okay, well, I'm not going to buy online because I want to be able to see and touch and feel. We saw people say, okay, things have changed. And now I will buy online because I need it. Or I will buy online because I don't feel comfortable going into a store. Um, and, you know, given our selection and our prices and, you know, our one-year price guarantee, making sure that people know that it doesn't matter. You don't have to wait until things open back up that we're going to be here for you and um, you're going to get the best price guaranteed or, you know, we'll, we'll refund the difference. So we just made people feel comfortable and confident and know that we're there for them no matter what they need or what price label, price label, price level. That's amazing. And, and so, you know, Bill mentioned that you not only had to reopen all your stores at the same time you were opening a new one. How was your team thinking about marketing to that community like through all this? And what, what did you guys do to do that? The biggest thing was letting people know we are open. We are ready for you. We're excited. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, that clean shop promise, that was at the core of everything that we did and everything that we continue to do, making sure that people feel comfortable coming into our stores, knowing that we have their best, best interests at heart and that they are going to be protected through the variety of measures that Bill mentioned earlier. That was the strongest message that we had. Um, and while price was important and people are always looking for a deal, right now they want to feel safe before anything else. And, and why don't you tell everybody, what is the clean shop promise that you guys have? It includes extensive cleaning measures. Uh, you know, it, everything is extensively sanitized. Um, you know, whether it's the pen that you're using before it gets handed over to you, that pen gets wiped out. The um, bed match diagnostic system, that gets wiped out. There is a disposable cover on all of the mattresses and the pillows. So, you, you know, there's a protective barrier between you and the, and the product that you're lying on without changing or impacting the feel of the mattress. Um, you know, all of the door handles are wiped down. And as Bill mentioned also, the big, one of the big things is the ability to book that private appointment. So, you know, if you don't feel comfortable being in there with a couple of other people, let us know. And we will make sure that we open our store to you at a time when there's nobody else available. And our customers have really responded well to that. And I think just in general, the fact that we are taking um, their concerns and their safety seriously has really, really proven to be successful for us. The private appointment thing is fascinating to me. That is a really interesting new retailing concept. You mentioned that a lot of people are taking that. How much of a burden has that been operationally to manage through? Um, it, 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 it's a challenge, right? Because <laughs> you, you're, you know, retail people, you, know, you, you schedule your team. They, they're going to be in the store a certain amount of hours. Um, but we, we were very upfront with our team when we came back. And, um, you know, every time we brought more stores online, we did a Zoom call with the entire team and talk to them and say, hey, here, the business has changed. It's, we are now, everything is different, right? We were in March, we started shutting things down as, as different government agencies said to shut down. And we've had to figure out how we're gonna come out of this different and how we're gonna come out of this and be able to, uh, you know, continue doing what we've done for the last 30 years. And one of the things that we got, it was interesting we were shut down, the amount of customers that were emailing and saying, hey, 
when are you opening back up? Can I get in by myself? Can I do that? And you know, I, I said earlier, you got to listen to your consumers, listen to your customers. And um, you know, one of the things that I, I do is I, I actually get, you know, all the emails that customers send in good, bad, or indifferent. I see them. Um, and I think that's important because I want to have my ear to the ground on what they're telling us. Right. Cause we could think things are great, but you could have a, a storm coming and I want to hear what they're saying, but they were asking us for, you know, Hey, can I, I know you're shut down, but can I come in? I know you're shut down. Can somebody come and see me by myself? Um, and, or can you let me know as soon as you open so I can come in? And they were asking. So, you know, that kind of was where we started with this. I think we need to do appointments. Like people are asking for this. And then we had to figure out right now we have a retail team that thinks they're going to be scheduled from, you know, 11 to seven because we're doing reduced hours for extra cleaning. But now we have this, this wild card of appointments that could be outside those hours. So we had to talk to our team about how important it was that, we offer this service to customers and, you know, you may have to come in a couple hours early, earlier than you were scheduled um, and work a few extra hours. Um, but on the plus side, we're going to be doing things that people want us to do. And it's a service that customers are going to, you know, they're showing us they want. And um, we immediately started seeing it. And, uh, wow. Teams reacted well and they've been like, you know what, this is a, this is the right thing to do. And, you know, the team fully supported it, which makes it easier because, you know, while you have operational hurdles, if the team supports it and the team knows how important it is and they understand it, um, you know, they'll figure out ways to overcome the hurdles. Sure. We're really proud of the team here because they've done that. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, communicating to the team the importance, having the team buy into the vision and if they do then they then they definitely solve problems that is you know a core principle i believe in for sure um well listen th this was a great story and great insights on you know operating in a pandemic and post-pandemic um just the fact opening up a new store at the same time you were reopening 283 stores i don't think a lot of retailers in the united states did that and that was really you know, cool to hear and great to understand how you all did that and um, the commitment to growth, even able to be able to see through that challenging time and keep going, not easy to do. Kudos to you all for doing that. The last part of the show, I have three questions for both of you and tell me when you're ready. Okay, Tracy, you're up. Tracy, I'm, I'm gonna switch this up. I'm going to, the, the normal three questions are your best piece of commercial real estate advice. They are extinct retailer. You wish would come back from the dead and uh, I'm going to give you a retail product. You give me the retail price, but we're going to switch one up for you. Give us your best piece of marketing advice. My best piece of marketing advice is to remember what marketing is. I remember, you know, when I graduated college, I was like, I'm going to go do marketing. And then I realized I had no idea what that really meant. And so if you can keep in mind that marketing is relevant messages to people who care and the way they want to hear them, you're great. You know, I could sit there all day long and get ads for a ski lift. I don't ski, not very coordinated. <laughs> me either. It'd be completely irrelevant to me, but you offer me a 
ski lodge. I mean, I can ski lodge with the best of them. I'll sit there with a glass of wine all day long. So um, just remember who your audience is and remember relevant messages to people who care and you'll do fine. Great marketing advice. Bill, what is your best piece of commercial real estate advice? It's probably the oldest piece of real estate device, right? It's location, location, location. It's how many cars are driving by. It's who's going to be in there with you. It's, you know, how does the center function? Um, you know, getting on the ground and going there and seeing it. Yeah. A piece of dirt, right? Before it goes anywhere. Um, and then what's the vision for it? You know, where, what is it going to be when it's done? And sometimes it's hard to, uh, you know, you get a lot of things pitched pitched at you, right? And it's like, hey, this will be great. This will be great. This will be great. But they're not all great, right? So you, you got to get out there and look at it. And um, you got to be able to go and get a feel for the community. You know, if you're going to go in there, what are you going to do that's going to make you successful? Make the store contribute. And um, a lot of that is about getting there, right? It's about seeing it for yourself and, and, and knowing what, what's happening there. Totally. All right, Tracy. What extinct retailer do you wish would come back from the dead? I miss, do you guys remember KB Toys? Sure. Am I dating myself? Um, like the, the small toy store, like not Toys R Us, not FAO Shores, like the small hometown toy store where you could just go and play and see things and pick them up and, and you know, before you go and buy them. And I, I feel like that's lost today. Like we buy everything online and you, well, and also I feel like kids don't play with toys as much as they did when, when we were young, but I miss like the wonder of going into a toy store and seeing like this magic world of stuff that is on your wish list, And then, you know, keeping your fingers crossed that Santa actually brought it for you. So <laughs> hopefully Santa brought you everything you ever wanted. Always. No coal for you, Tracy. Nope. <laughs> Only for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what extinct retailer do you wish would come back from the dead? And I'm interested from this, someone who runs a retail company, I'm interested in this and how you look at retailers across the world. Yeah, so this one is almost extinct, I would think, at this point. And I don't know if they'd be able to redo it, but Radio Shack. Um, you know, at one point they were one of the fastest growing retailers in the country, 5,500 locations at one point. Um, and I think that in today's environment, they'd be in a really good position because everything's gotten really small, right? Everything's gotten really small with electronics. And it's almost like they need to skip a decade and they'd have been okay. Yeah. But, you know, everything went really small or you didn't need a lot of space. And, you know, when everything that consumers are buying in the consumer electronics world are now, you know, you can hold in the palm of your hand and think about how many devices the cell phone, the iPhone killed off, right? Cameras, video recorders, you know, you don't need that much space to have a great experience and having people that are really, really knowledgeable and can take time and, you know, help you with this stuff. And you know, I had spent 19 years there through a lot of growth with them. And, um, you know, I think that in today's world, people being home, the new generation's being really curious, you know, your, your Gen Z's and, you know, they like 
putting stuff together and building stuff and breaking barriers and figuring out how to do things, you know, I think they, they missed the mark by a decade. And, um, you know, a reboot right now with today's consumers and today's products and what's hot in the marketplace and, you know, doing things like, you know, helping, you know, people put together, you know, computers or holding classes on teaching people how to code. And there's so many things they could be doing in those spaces. That would be really cool today. We'd love to see them come back and figure it out. Yeah, it's a great point. There would, there, you know, with all the add-ons to the phone and like the the tripods and little, you know, cameras and selfie sticks, and then the the whole service part of, like you mentioned, the teaching code ninjas and all that. They could have really done something. You're right, and you had spent a lot of years there, and so um, yeah, it's good perspective. Uh, I had no one said that on this. Uh, this show before, but it's an interesting one, especially given now. So great answer. Thank you. Last question. Going to ask you both the same question. So I have a three-year-old daughter. We are making her room a princess theme room, Disney, Disney. And we just got her, um, the, uh, Disney princess paper cut bed set. I'm on Amazon's website. What does the Disney princess paper cut bed set? This is like sheets and comforter uh, retail for on Amazon's website. What size? Twin, uh, whatever the crib, the crib to the convertible thing that we got. $39.99. Okay, Bill. $59.99. Oh, Bill, you're very close. It's, it's $64. Thank you for playing everybody. Appreciate it. Um, that was awesome. Well, listen, Tracy, Bill, this has been great. Thanks for coming on. You guys were awesome. Wish nothing but the best for you all. And, you know, keep selling mattresses through this. Uh, your story is really inspiring through the pandemic. So thanks for coming on and sharing it with everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Retail Retold. If you want to share a story about a retail real estate deal that you were a part of, on our show, please reach out to us at retailretold at dlcmgmt.com. This show highlights the stories behind the deals from all perspectives. So it doesn't matter if you are a retailer, broker, entrepreneur, architect, or an attorney. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Retail Retold so you don't miss out on next Thursday's episode.